Welcome to University Chapel. As we gather and think about Holy Thursday, may we keep in our hearts and in our minds the many victims of the Brussels terrorist attack. Please pray for them, their families, the people of Brussels, and all of us. Please rise for our hymn. gather in the name of God, God who forgives, God who listens attentively, God who sees all things and judges with mercy, God who is slow to anger and abundance with steadfast love. Amen. Let us pray. You call us to love those whom you would love and give us words to say. You call us to bring holiness to lives that are broken and give us the words to say. You call us to bring comfort to those who are grieving and give us the words to say. You call us to bring good news to those who are seeking and give us the words to say, your word is living water in desert sands. Your word is blossoming in patched earth. Your word is bearing fruit wherever it is sown. Amen. Good morning. Today's reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, and 31b through 35. Now before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscario, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and wrapped a towel around himself. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and for this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, 
put on his robe, and returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than those who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you shall love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here ends the reading. God's grace, God's peace be with you all. We cannot avoid the reality that our world is both a haven for delight and amazement as much as it has become the territory of hatred, violence, and tragedy. Simply put, we live on a planet of both hands. It is both this way and that way. I would love to live in a world free of misbehavior and horrific deeds, but I don't. I would like to live in a world of great humor and deep care for the neighbor, but I don't. The fact is, I live in all of these worlds, all at the same time. The world's religious communities know of this and speak of it as living life smack dab in the center of paradox. Not just living in a religious paradox, but a paradox that consumes our daily living right down to the matters of the hands and the heart. We know it by random internal questions. How is it that I can be so amenable and kind and jovial and caring while at the same time I can know so well the taste of anger, disappointment at others' actions, acknowledging the hatred I have for certain parts of my own life's actions and thus the actions of others? I am in no way perfect. I am a model of this continuum of human life, a life lived under the grace of God 
and a life created out of one in which I would love to be in control. I'm certain that there were moments when my mom and dad might have said, he's such a perfect son, but they know better. Melissa knows better. Our kids have this pretty complete picture of a father who in faith communities is so patient and so helpful to others. And then inside the four walls of the house, they know him as impatient and direct and hard because he's sheltered inside some self-created privacy. Not perfect at all, not at all, and I dare say, just like you, not perfect. It is magnificently appropriate that we gather on this day in the tradition of a liturgical church that remembers certain days with certain names that help us understand core convictions in this community of faith. The ancient designation of this day is Monday Thursday, a form of the word mandate. And what is a mandate? It is a command, a demand, an order, an administrative determination, a legal authority, something required. It is mandatory, not optional, no choice. So, what is our mandate on this day? The story of this day, as Emily read, and even into this night, includes a dinner with friends, some farewell speeches that Jesus makes, the washing of feet, entreaties from Jesus to stay awake in the face of the disciples' desires to sleep, some betrayal, an ear gets cut off, an ear gets put back on. It is a night of great sweetness and great flavors. And it is a night of great division, of coming together as the community of God and being ripped apart in the face of what is standing before them. This is, to be certain, not some sentimental story. There's nothing charming about this Christian story. The Gospel of John tells of a meal, but his focus is on a different sort of show and tell. A show and tell made famous by the iconic Nike swoosh. Just do it. Just do what? When we mark Monday Thursday, we mark the beginning of an end, in a sense. It is the time when Jesus bid farewell to his followers on this earth and then gave them the final instructions of how they would deliver his message from this point forward. It was a last opportunity for Jesus to tell his message and show them what he meant. He said, love one another. Just do it. 
Just do what? Following the examples of Jesus. It is the emptying of oneself in love and modesty to be filled with the presence of the Spirit in service to neighbor. The message is this. Remember the love God has for you, and then love one another. It is our mandate for this day. It is a mandate for daily living. Amen. For all those who have gone before, walk the path we tread, and by their example, encouragement, words, wise words and teaching, led others to your kingdom. We offer our grateful thanks for all who, through their actions, put others before self demonstrating the meaning of generosity, giving from their riches and also from their poverty. We offer grateful thanks for all things, O oh God, that we would love one another as you have loved us so much. Amen. May the peace of God will fill you this day and always. Amen.